Good morning. Good morning. Before we get started, I'd like to uh, thank Brother Kevin for replacing the projector and also uh, Brother Greg for helping patch the hole and, and paint uh, the hole that... <laughs> well, I still think Phyllis was just holding you there and just hitting your head up against it. But thank y'all for the work that y'all y'all did, and uh, Brother Kern for putting the hole in the wall. <laughs> but he he did initially patch the hole, oh, yes. so I'd like to thank him for that. If you <laughs> if you would open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter thirteen. They will be looking at verses 5 through 10. Now as we begin to enter into the new year, we can look at the past year, the past several years, and we can look forward into what lies in front of us, and we can say that the world is not getting any better. Everything is getting worse. We see it with the inflation, the, the rise in prices, the supply chain. We can see it in the lawlessness in the cities. All the things we see taking place around this country and around the world, and we can see that things are getting worse. Now what do we do when we see these things? Do we wring our hands and, and fret over how bad things are getting? Do we look back and say, well, I wish it was back in the days of so-and-so or I wish we could go back 20 years? But are we to do this? Are we to wring our hands? Are we to fret over what we see? The answer is no. We're to have faith and not fret. If you will, look at Mark 13, verses 5 through 10. It's written, And Jesus answered them and began to say, Take heed, lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Furthermore, when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in divers' quarters. And there shall be famine and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But take ye heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to the councils and to the synagogues. Ye shall be beaten, and brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimonial unto them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations." Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for your word, and I just ask your blessings upon the reading of it. And Lord, we also just thank you for your precious and holy Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we go through this time where we celebrate his birth, help us just to remember what he has done for us. Help us to remember what you have done for us and continue to do for us. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship, 
just illuminate your word and help us just to take what we learn today and apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, we also just lift up those that are sick and shut in, those that may be traveling, those that have lost loved ones. We just ask your blessings upon each one. And Lord, again, we just thank you for this day that you have given. I just pray, Lord, that you would be with us today as we worship. Just hide me behind the cross and give me the words to say that the words that are spoken are your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And Lord, if there is anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I just pray that you would speak to their hearts today. Again, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for all the many blessings that you have given us. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in this passage of Scripture, Christ is speaking of the end times, the last days. We're in the last days right now. You see, the last days began when Christ ascended up into heaven. When Christ ascended back up into heaven, that is when the clock started, and right now we are awaiting his return. But as we look at what Jesus tells us concerning the last days, notice that Jesus never told us that things are going to get better before he returns. He never told us that things are going to be better. He never told us that as the gospel was spread throughout the world, that peace and harmony would would start to reign upon the earth. Instead, in chapter 13, what we see is the first thing that he tells the disciples when the disciples were marveling over the beauty of the temple, the first thing he tells the disciples is, you see this temple is going to be destroyed. And then he starts to talk about things that would happen before he returns. He tells the disciples about the destruction of the temple. Then he tells the disciples about wars and rumors of wars. And he tells the disciples about famine that would take place and pestilence and all these things that would happen, tribulation and persecution of the church. All of these things to take place before he returns. But then he also tells them that before he returns the gospel would be published or distributed and and spoken in all nations. People would hear the gospel all over the world. But Jesus never tells us that things would get better. Instead, things will get worse and worse until he returns. Now look at what he says. Look at verse 6. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So the first thing that he tells the disciples after he tells them the destruction of the temple, he says that many people would start coming and saying that they are Christ, that Christ has returned and they are Christ. We see this in today's society. You know, we can go back and in the 18th, 19th, and 20th century and into the 21st century, there has been numerous people that have said that they are Jesus Christ returned. 
But look at what he also says. He says these people would deceive many and that has taken place. Many people have been deceived by these false Christs. But are we to fret over that? No. Jesus told us it would happen. Jesus told us that this would happen and it has happened and it is still going on today. Instead of fretting, we need to have faith in his word and what he says. Look at verse 7. Furthermore, when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. Jesus states that there would be wars and rumors of wars. Think about the last 120 years. All the wars that have taken place in the last 120 years alone. More people have died by war in the last 120 years than in the time period between Christ's ascension into heaven until the beginning of the 20th century. More people have died in wars. Millions upon millions of people. Destruction. Untold destruction and death that has taken place in the last 120 years. More than any time in history. And if you look, in every century since the ascension of Christ back up into heaven, every century has had war. Numerous wars have taken place in every century. And currently, what's going on today? Rumors of war. Iran threatening Israel. North Korea threatening us. Russia threatening us. China threatening us. And we're threatening retaliation. Rumors of war all the time. Yet, Christ told us this would happen. He told us this would happen. He said these things must happen before he returns. But he also tells us that these things must happen, but the end is not yet. Should we fret over these things? Or should we have faith in what he says? We should have faith in what he says. When we look at verse 8, he's substantiating what he says in verse 7. He says that nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be earthquakes in diverse quarters and there will be famine and trouble. These are the beginnings of sorrows. The beginning. Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes. Earthquakes in various places. I mean, think about that. Last week, Two earthquakes in Kentucky. Earthquakes in various places. And what do we normally do when we see these things take place? Many people wring their hands. They worry about it. Yet Christ told us that these things must happen. They must happen before he returns. 
And we have seen these things take place in history and they are taking place today. Yet Christ said, these are just the beginning. The beginning of sorrow. What does that mean? It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Because these are the beginnings of sorrows. Because what will happen next? What did he tell the disciples in verse 9? He says you're going to be brought before councils and synagogues and you're going to be persecuted. Persecution is what's coming next. The disciples were persecuted. Christians throughout history have been persecuted. And in this country, even today, persecution is beginning against the church. The church is being persecuted in different parts of the world today, and it's starting in this country. Yet Christ told us these things would happen. We're not to fret them. Instead, we're to have faith in what he said. Why? Because what he has told us points to his return. These things must take place before his return. And we see them taking place even today. And then look at verse 10 at what he says. The next thing. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. Has this taken place? Has the gospel been published in all nations around the world? Has all nations heard the gospel preached and presented to them? The answer is yes. All nations have heard the gospel proclaimed. Starting in the 19th century with the great missionary evangelistic movements into the 20th century along with the invention of radio and television, the gospel has been proclaimed in all nations around this planet. Even in China, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, India, all of these nations that were once closed has heard the gospel. They have even heard it in North Korea. The gospel has been proclaimed in all nations. Yet, this does not mean that things will get better. Instead, Christ says that things will get worse and worse and worse and worse until he returns. Persecution of the church will increase. Lawlessness will increase. Wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, pestilence, famine, all of these things will increase until Christ returns. And he tells us that his return will be like the days of Noah. As was the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. And what was the days of Noah like? They were increasingly evil. So evil that God destroyed the earth. Yet, 
What Christians should not do is fret these things. These things that we see taking place should not make us yearn for the good old days. Why? Again, what we see points to the return of Jesus Christ. What we see taking place tells us and shows us that the return of Christ is getting close. And we have to have faith in what he has told us. We have to have faith in what Christ has said. And what Christ has told us that these things must happen before he returns. He told us that these things would happen. And we must have faith. Faith in Christ. Faith in what he has said. And faith in his return. Because his return is getting close. Every day that passes is a day closer to the return of Jesus Christ. And what we see, what we see taking place today, instead of making us despair, it should move us as Christians. Now what do I mean, move us as Christians? Have we been living a Christian life? Have we been doing as Christ has commanded? Have we been praying like we should? Have we been studying the Bible as we should? Have we been telling others about Jesus Christ as we should? Have we been shunning sin and temptation? Or have we been succumbing to these things? Have we been succumbing to sin and temptation? Have we been lacking in prayer? Lacking in Bible study? Lacking in, in going out and evangelizing? What we see going in the, on in the world today should move us. Move us to tell others about Jesus Christ. But what we see going on in the world today should also move us closer to Christ. It should increase our faith. Because what we see happening in the world today shows us that the things that Christ has told us is true. He told us these things would happen. And we're seeing it being played out before our very eyes. It should move us closer to Christ. It should move us to walk as he would have us to walk. Because what we see points to his return. No, we don't know the day or the hour, but we know it is close. And every day brings us closer. Which is why, at the end of that chapter, look at what he tells us to do. He tells us to watch. 
Mark 13, 35 through 37. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house will come. At even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the dawning, lest if he come suddenly he should find you sleeping. And those things I say unto you, I say unto all men, watch. Watch. We're to be watchful for his return. Because what we see going on in the world today, we see the signs of the time, the signs that he pointed out, the signs that he told us about. And these signs should make us watch. But at the same time, should all of our time be consumed with just watching for his return? Absolutely not. We're to watch for his return so he won't find us sleeping when he does return, but at the same time, we still need to be going out and doing as he told us to do until he returns. We are to watch and be prepared. We're not to fret what we see. We're to have faith in Christ and faith in what he has told us because he told us that these things would happen. And instead of worry, instead of despair, we're to have faith. We're to grow in faith. And we're to do as Christ has commanded us. And we're to watch. And we're to be ready at all times for his return. Because his return is getting close. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray that during this time of invitation that you would just be with us. Help us, Lord, just to look to you for guidance. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.